Okay, you guys, this episode is about gym anxiety. This is about how you can implement a habit of regular exercise, whether for the first time in your life or returning to movement after some time off due to injury or otherwise. This one's for the beginners. This one's for the restarters. Honestly, this one is for myself. This is for anyone who just wants to kind of recenter on redefining fitness, what fitness is for, and how to successfully exercise consistently from a healthy place, physically and mentally. So all of that to say, um, I have a little bit of a tangent I want to go on and just go with me on this. We went to our local theme park, um, over the weekend and it, this memory like so vividly flooded back into my head, um, of taking Anderson to the theme park a couple years ago. I remember so vividly like pulling him aside and, and trying to comfort him. Everyone was wanting him to try this big ride. It was like the first summer that he was tall enough and he was terrified. Um, I knelt down and looked in his panicked eyes and I tried to teach him that it takes courage for a kid to be brave enough to go on their first roller coaster or go out for the team or to try something new. But it also takes courage for a kid to be brave enough to say, no, I don't think I'll go. I'm not ready yet. That's not something I want to do, especially when everyone around him um, wants him to. Because ultimately, bravery is found in having the courage to be true to you. So all of that to say, rock that outfit or don't. Put on the lipstick or don't. Take your photos or don't. Post the photo or don't. Take your opportunity, send the text, make the call. Jump fully knowing that you might crash and fall. Book the trip, voice the idea, get into the gym or don't. But whatever you do, whatever you choose, do it for you. I've come to realize that there really is no gentle cure for the fear of failure, for loosening the grasp of others' opinions and judgments and projections. But I promise the more you allow yourself to go there, even when you feel scared, the less you'll start to care. I'm no expert, but I do know that there is so much joy in just letting go. The number one thing that you guys sent through, and one of the number one things I've heard throughout my career as a fitness trainer is, is the fear. It is the fear of looking silly, not knowing what you're doing in the gym, the fear of walking on a treadmill when the person next to you is sprinting, the fear of getting in the weight section when everyone around you seems to be lifting five times as much, the fear that you don't belong. So that is the first thing that we're going to talk about. First and foremost, you do not need to train in a gym if you do not want to. Boom period, point blank. It was so important to me as a professional fitness trainer to provide programming for a home environment, to provide body weight programming, to provide 
programming when you have limited equipment because not everyone can or wants to train in a gym setting. And that is okay. Move your body. And if the gym isn't calling you, find another way. There's no shame in that. Now, for those of you who want to, for those of you who want to get into the gym, you want to lift more, you want to use the machines, you want to embody that, you want to lean into that, you want to learn how to weight train, you can do this. And yes, it's scary as hell. And I will never minimize that. I remember the first time that I started going to a gym regularly myself. It was God, probably like seven years ago now, maybe about a year into my personal fitness journey. Um, and that is, you know, starting with the birth of my son, I'm talking about the first time that I successfully began to exercise regularly in my adult life. I was 24. So probably 25 when I joined my first gym, it was the local gold's gym. I think the name has changed now, but it was a local chain gym, the cheapest one I could find, $9.99 a month, no contract. And I remember telling Ryan that I promised I would cancel it if I wasn't, if if one week came and I didn't use it, I would cancel. And that was how I was going to hold myself accountable. Um, at this point, I had been exercising um, ah, probably like eight-ish months in our little basement apartment and doing what I could, um, just body weight really on the floor. And I felt like I needed to, um, implementing exercise regularly was no longer super scary for me. And once that became normal, the thought of movement and not so scary, I wanted to get into the gym and, you know, the first while I walked right in, walked straight to a treadmill and didn't look at anyone and, and did, I remember I called it list from hell. It was a high, a 40% incline on an incline trainer walking super slow for 45 minutes to an hour. And I would go home. Um, and I went three times a week and then I wanted to start using weights, but I was super scared, obviously, and super intimidated. So I began by getting some free equipment and I would pick a couple pieces, find a little corner, block it out to myself and just stay in my zone and just try not to look at everyone and pray. No one was looking at me. Um, all of this to say it, it takes courage and it takes time. And the goal is not to, I don't think in life with anything really, not just particularly the fear of gym or gym anxiety, but the goal is not to be fearless or to live without fear. I think that's, it might sound counterintuitive, but that's not the point and that's not the goal. It's that old quote, feel the fear and do it anyway, right? Do one thing every day that scares you. All of these things, we've heard them before, but what does that practically mean in this context? Well, it is intimidating to go into the gym. It is intimidating to begin to use weights. It is intimidating to sit on a machine for the first time. That doesn't mean you can't do it. And a couple things that... I want you to keep in mind is, okay, let's just, let's just actually go down this path, right? So the fear of looking silly or feeling dumb, first of all, maybe you will. Okay. Say that you do say that you waltz in there, you do everything wrong. You, you do, you don't know what you're doing and you do look silly to people. First of all, you need to remember that people aren't looking at you. 
Okay, most people are so absorbed, actually wondering what everyone else is thinking of them. Everyone's worrying about themselves. They're not, they're not looking at you and judging you. If somebody is looking at you and they realize they're they're just gonna realize you're a beginner. And any decent human being who sees a beginner in the gym is not going to look twice. They're not going to think anything of it. They're probably going to remember, whoa, I remember being there and good for them. Hell yeah. They will be cheering you on. And if, if there is the human that is looking at you, not knowing what you're doing and chooses to think less of you for that, first of all, you'll never know because it'll be inside their own head, but also who the hell cares what they think? I mean, no, those are not the people that we concern ourselves with. All of that to say, I mentioned this briefly in the Q&A, but it's so empowering and important to remember that every single person you see in a gym had a day one. Everyone began knowing nothing. It's you have just as much right to be there and to take up that space and to use that machine and to take your time and figure it out as anyone else. And if someone's being an asshole to you about it, that is a hundred percent a reflection of them that has nothing to do with you. Most people in gyms are super kind. And if you are wanting help, ask for it. Also Google right? You can pull up a quick video on how to use any machine by Googling it. It'll take you about 30 seconds. With my programming in particular, you can pull up step-by-step instructions of every single exercise you're going to be doing before you even walk in those doors to be a little bit more prepared and ease that anxiety a little bit. But ultimately it is about feeling that fear, walking in there and doing it anyway, and then watching as over time, that fear and trepidation and worry and anxiety shifts and changes into confidence and a feeling of empowerment. And it doesn't happen overnight. It happens slowly. Um, but it will happen with consistency. Okay, the next big thing that we need to talk about or the next big obstacle that we face, right? When we are exercising regularly, re-implementing this habit is finding the time. So many hundreds of comments. How do I find the time? I don't understand how people find the time. So many single parents, so many working full-time mothers, so many people in delicate phases of life that have so much going on. And this is the thing. You will never find the time until and unless you make it. I am not trying to sound harsh or this is not me not trying to be empathetic. This is me just trying to be real. For some people, it is so much harder than others. And during some phases of life, it is so much harder than others to do so, but the fact remains that you will never just find the time you have to make it. You have to choose to exercise discipline instead of sitting around and waiting for motivation. 
motivation is fleeting. So it is imperative to realize that you can still do it and choose to do it even and especially when you do not feel like doing it. You will never always feel motivated, but you can always choose to exercise discipline. Um, that to say, every little effort counts. Okay. I, I know that for me right now, working out, it is not hard. It is not hard for me to make the time to exercise because this is my career. I, it's funny because I have to remind myself that actually, because there are many weeks where I actually feel like I do not have time to train and I am hard pressed to fit in three power sessions, but I do it. But when I remember how difficult it was for me to, during the season where I had to wake up at 5am and I only had 45 minutes and it was a seven minute drive each way. And that left me, you know, however many minutes in the gym. I mean, everything was like, if I did not get up and I did not get my ass there and was not super efficient, it would not happen. Or the time during my life where I was doing it at 10 PM when Ryan finally got home from work and working and going to school and could tend to Anderson. And I was exhausted and I would just do 15 minutes body weight on the living room floor. You know, phases I have, I worked full time and was adjusting to new motherhood and drowning in some of my deepest, heaviest mental health struggles when I was first implementing regular exercise. And there have been times and seasons of my last seven years where it was easier and where it was harder, but I made the time and you'll have to too. But all of that to say, be gentle with you. Okay. Be gentle with yourself. It doesn't have to be an hour. It doesn't have to be in the gym but you will have to just make the time. And then also, can we just say, be proud of yourself for whatever effort you do make? Because sometimes it's a big deal. And sometimes it does represent sacrificing other things. And sometimes it will be served with a heaping pile of mom guilt, which is a whole other podcast in and of itself. But ultimately, you taking the time and making the time to prioritize taking care of yourself and your health is, there is no worthier goal. There is no greater gift you could give to your children if you're a mother. There should be no guilt there. There should be no shame when you don't make that time on the days you're too tired. And there should be nothing but celebrating yourself when you do make that effort. Um, I mean, we, this, the whole, this whole thing, my whole career is about helping as many humans as possible understand that your fitness journey can and should be used as a powerful tool for self-empowerment. Remember that it is never, ever too late and you are never too old to take action to improve your health. It is never too late to change your life to make positive change in your life. And the truth is that no one can do it for you. I think that's one of the, the single most 
terrifying and empowering truths about physical fitness. No one can give this to you. You can't buy it. No one can do this for you. You must decide to set goals, to put in the work mentally and physically, to practice positivity, to pick yourself up when you're down, to execute discipline day after day when you don't feel like it. Only you can change your life. But that same truth that can feel so overwhelming is actually your greatest power because no one can do it for you and no one can stop you. You have the right and the responsibility to cultivate self-love and care for your health. And that is what your fitness journey and this goal that you have to exercise regularly can and should be for. Caring for your mental, emotional, and physical well-being. No one can do it for you, but that doesn't mean you have to go it alone. We've talked so much about the resources available and how important it can be to tap into those for your mental health and well-being. And I am here to teach you how to weight train and how to understand physical fitness and encourage you every step of the way on that side. So let's dive in together. Okay. And I want to get you ready to slay. Okay. The rest of the episode, we are going to be going through five keys to implementing a regular exercise habit. I probably should have thought for a second and come up with like a catchier, shorter, um, you know, more cool sounding like title to this, but here we go. (laughs) Um, lots of this is going to be recap. I don't care. I'll say this again and again and again, because it's truth and it matters. First key to implementing a regular exercise habit successfully, focus in on the motive for your movement. The motive for your movement matters. It matters the very most. Why was I finally able to successfully exercise regularly for the first time in my adult life after I had my son, when I had tried and failed a bazillion times prior? It is because for the first time, I was exercising out of an effort to help myself and my body heal instead of out of hate for my body. That motive made all the difference. And if you're struggling with that, please go listen to episodes one through 16 of this podcast or re-listen. Key number two. Positive yet practical. This journey needs to be, and your plan needs to be positive yet practical. So let's kind of separate these on the practical side. Okay. You need to make sure that you are meeting yourself where you are. It will not serve you to say, I'm going to exercise for an hour, five to six days a week from a sedentary lifestyle. It's too great of a jump and that all or nothing mentality will only result in you failing faster and not failing forward, beating yourself up, feeling guilty and thinking that it's just, no, that's not it. You need to be practical. Start small. I want you to start with three times a week, 20 minutes. I want you to begin with only walking. 
I'm not sure what exactly it looks like for you, but be careful not to bite off more than you can chew. Also be practical in your execution. Make a bomb playlist that makes you feel like the queen badass that you are. I swear, when I started listening to Beyonce's latest album, the first six tracks just boom every morning for the beginning of my workout. It changed my life. I've been doing that for like two months now. Unreal. So good. Set out your clothes. If you're having to work out in the morning, if you are needing to work out in the morning, set out your gym clothes. Make sure that they're washed. Make sure that they're ready. Put them on first thing. Fill up your water bottle. I mean, find the little practical things and ways that you can help yourself out. Now, the positive side of this, guys, that mindset of abundance, make sure that all of your goals that you're making here are anchored in a positive place. It is not about, honestly, even if one of your goals is to lose body fat, please don't make your primary goal to lose weight. Make your goal to gain strength, to build muscle. You want to gain confidence. You want to feel more powerful. You want to be able to do more sit-ups. You want to learn a push-up. You want to have more energy. Set your goals that are practical in a positive place. The power of positivity is real. The science of positive psychology is inspiring and incredibly encouraging and so real. And so choosing to practice positivity in your life, especially in regards to your fitness journey, can be your superpower for success here. It goes hand in hand with that core and key motive for your movement. I know that it can sound cliche. But God, begin each and every workout by soaking in the realization that you have a body. The fact that you're alive and you have a physical body that is in good enough health to attempt to exercise. And that you have chosen and are choosing to undertake exercise is a phenomenal gift. I always begin right there, especially on my hardest days especially after coming out of an injury where there were months where I couldn't do a workout to care for myself and my health. Whether or not you're doing my Redefine Fitness program or you're implementing mindfulness throughout your session, please infuse it before your workout. Before every session, take a moment as you warm up, during or after, to ground yourself in gratitude. I'm not saying that it's easy or that you should always feel positive or that your road is not going to be challenging. You guys, that's unrealistic. But when your efforts and exercise and nutrition are stemming from a place of positivity and gratitude, as opposed to looking at exercise as a punishment or a method to change how you look in the mirror solely because you dislike something about yourself, you will get so much further you will begin to love and appreciate yourself and feel that gratitude more genuinely right where and how you are while working on yourself. And that is your first step in uncovering your inner strength and the power of physical fitness. Positive yet practical. Key number three, balance 
with flexibility. The key to balance is flexibility. Commit yourself, yes, to your practical plan, but allow flexibility in your execution of that plan. I mean, you've probably heard a million times that success in anything, but in, you know, an exercise regimen requires balance. And sure, that's absolutely right. However, so many misinterpret this to mean rigid structure, when in reality, the key to balance is flexibility. You need to make a practical plan. You need to commit, but you need to give yourself grace and be flexible in your methods. I shared earlier a few of the different phases of life that I had to exercise through. You know, I had to do it differently. And sometimes like the phase where I was first, first starting, it was like as a new mom, working from home, almost full-time, Ryan was in almost full-time work and school. And my plan was to do my workout the first time my kid fell asleep. We didn't have a schedule. We weren't sleep training. We were surviving. And the first time that Anderson fell asleep, no matter how tired or exhausted I was, no matter how dirty the house was, no matter how many dishes in the sink, how much laundry to be folded, the first time he fell asleep for a nap, I began my workout. Sometimes that was only 15 minutes and that was enough. I had to be flexible. And that's the thing. Ultimately, you know, I'm also asked like, when's the ideal time to work out? The the ideal time to work out is whenever you can do it. Whenever it's most ideal in your day that day, truly. Um, key number four, follow a program written by a professional. And yes, I'm going to plug the hell out of myself and my programming right here, but listen to me. Okay. Unless you are a certified fitness professional, unless you're a certified fitness trainer, you have no business putting the pressure on yourself to know what you're doing. It is a grand enough goal in itself and a massive achievement in and of itself to get your ass in the gym. Once there, please don't stress over what you need to do. Be careful. Okay. Honor your body and yourself by choosing a program that has been carefully and thoughtfully written for you. One that is written not just by an influencer, but by a certified fitness trainer. One that is based in exercise science. One that meets you where you're at, right? With the amount of time you have, with the place that you want to be working out with the equipment you have available, available to you when that has a, a, a really good engineer and well-engineered fitness program should have deload weeks programmed in. It should make sure that you are not overtraining, that you are training your body evenly, that you are progressing. Okay. It should, my programs are written to help you maximize your time and effort spent training. Don't stress yourself out. If you don't know what to do in the gym. That's not your job. You don't have to. Key number five, fail forward. Fail forward. I'm sure you've heard of this concept. I had heard it, um, so I Googled it. I never want to like, I always want to give credit where credit is due. I think it was first said by someone named John C. Maxwell. I don't know if this is embarrassing, but I'm not sure who that is. But what fail forward means to me is of course, ditching the guilt, but understanding that you will fail. 
We just did a whole episode all about failure. It is a guarantee you will be a failure at this fitness journey. But luckily, it couldn't matter less. It is not about the fact that you will have days where you, or weeks, where you don't follow your practical plan, no matter how practical it is. Shit happens. Things come up. Okay? You will fail. What matters is what you do next. It does not serve you to sit there and feel bad or feel like you are a failure because you didn't do it perfectly that week. What do you do when you get off track? The very next day you get back on. Focus less on the volume of consistent output and more on the volume of your consistent effort. You don't need to worry about hitting a PR every day. You don't need to worry about slaying a session five days a week with all the energy that you can muster. You need to worry about consistently putting in effort and understanding that your efforts are going to fluctuate. And that is perfectly okay because again, what is progress based off of? It's not being perfect. It is direction not perfection. Ultimately, and this might be the hardest thing I'll ask of you, cease feeling overwhelmed by how long your road may seem or how distant your goals. This is not a sprint. But guess what? It's actually not a marathon either. What if fitness and your fitness journey is not a race? This is a lifelong journey to care for yourself and your health and your well-being. This is about finding a homeostasis and a normal that is achievable and doable that can help you live your happiest and healthiest life. It is not about going so hard that you miss out on things that matter to you. It is not about being extreme for three months to go on a certain vacation or fit in a damn dress and compromising your mental health. This is about finding a normal to help you live your healthiest and happiest life. And when you do that, when you take off the finality of looking at fitness or your fitness journey or your efforts in exercise as a sprint, as a marathon, as a race, you take the pressure off of yourself. You cannot fail it. You cannot be behind You can only choose how you are going to go forward today. Think of your loved ones. Think of yourself. Think of your body. Care for your body because it is your best fucking friend. Whether or not you choose to be your body's best friend in return. Your body is a beautiful gift that keeps you alive day in and day out and always has been worth loving and caring for. 
There is nothing to lose and there is no way to fail. There is only inner strength to uncover and self-love to gain when you look at fitness and you approach this from the right way. And if that feels hard to believe right now, I want you to test me. I beg you and I challenge you to internalize and incorporate these thoughts and those five keys. Focusing on the motive for your movement. Making a positive yet practical plan. Finding flexibility in your balance. Following a program written by a professional and promising to yourself that you will fail forward. And watch as you start to see how strong you really are. I could not care less how many times you've stopped and started. To those of you who have messaged me saying, I have done week one or week one and two five times because I just keep failing. Well, guess what? You've been exercising for five collective weeks. Hell yeah. You've got this. And it doesn't matter how frustrated you are right now because of your perceived failed efforts with exercise in the past. It doesn't matter how far you feel from your normal if you're currently struggling with an injury. It doesn't matter how foreign your body feels when you're used to be able or you remember being able to perform and move a certain way and right now you physically can't. Again, it does not matter how many times you've stopped and started or tried. There is zero reason why today cannot be your day one. And why this time can't be the last time. that you start. It's all about perspective. I'm so proud of you and I'm so stoked for you.